Welcome to the ProcureTech podcast, bringing insight and inspiration into how digital technology is shaping our profession. I'm your host, James Meads, tea drinker, expat, and definitely not your typical consultant. Welcome to another episode of the ProcureTech podcast, bringing you all the latest news, stories and insights around digital procurement transformation. And today, for the very first time on the ProcureTech podcast, I'm joined by a guest from across the pond. And I'm really pleased and excited to welcome a lady who has been recognized as being one of the 100 most influential women in supply chain, as well as her company, Teal Book, being recognized by some of the big hitters in the industry, such as Gartner and Spend Matters. So Stephanie Lapierre, welcome to the ProcureTech podcast. Uh, Thank you for having me. And pronouncing my name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, I did. Uh, I did five years of French at school, but uh, st- <laughs> stick me in France and make me make me survive eating and drinking for three days, and I'd probably struggle. But yeah, it's <laughs> funny. Okay, so Stephanie, to begin with, maybe tell us a little bit more about the story of how you came about founding Teal Books. I read it on the website, and I found that really interesting. On the website is one moment, you know, one one moment that influenced or sparked um, the idea, and that was many years ago uh, when I I launched a consulting firm. I was helping large organization find innovation, and um, in that specific moment, um, I had a client looking for a supplier that she wanted to recommend me because they were so amazingly innovative, but took about 10 minutes to find the business card uh, because she couldn't remember the name. She didn't have the contact information handy. Um, And I remember leaving that client thinking like how how unscalable information about suppliers uh, was. And it was really limited to one person. And and she only thought of that very innovative suppliers because I was in the room with her and we were talking about them. There's no way for the organization to capitalize on on that data. Uh, at the same time, this was a Fortune 100 company that was doing this massive consolidation, trying to cut their vendors by 50%. Um, and, and they had engaged one of the large consulting firms, spending millions of dollars uh, looking at all of their suppliers and their spend to do this consolidation effort. And they were doing it with very limited data like spend, uh, maybe some level of risk, but they didn't really have that the insight in these these innovative small businesses that were really generating value to the organization. And by not having that, they were cutting back on you know some of the companies that they had worked so hard to champion, especially small and diverse businesses. So that sparked it. Uh, that was about 13, 14 years ago. And then through that consulting business, I was uh, I was helping large organizations find innovation, which then led to helping procurement teams bring more efficiency uh, on the value that they were bringing to the business. Sort of aligning aligning the goals of the business and procurement in a way that they could work better together and remove some of the friction in the process. Uh, so so that was challenging, but we had a lot of great successes. And then a lot of my contacts went to uh, become executives at hyper-growth companies. And so these companies were raising anywhere from 30 to hundreds of millions of dollars. 
launching typically a first commercial asset globally. And they had to build a supply chain for the first time and very quickly. And typically, you know, first, second, third sources. And so my business became, a, that, that, that business became um, about building procurement function, educating the executive of those hyper growth companies, typically the CFO, maybe the COO on the value of building and integrating procurement very early on in the process so that we could build a transparent, enabling and scalable supply chain. And there was a lot of convincing to be had. A lot of companies wouldn't even have procurement on their plan for five years. Uh, and that's very traditional of companies not thinking of procurement early, but more of sort of a after the fact and, and, and all the pitfalls that happens when you don't bring procurement really early into the process. And so that was, you know, a great challenge, a lot of fun to have a clean slate and, and building procurement, thinking about the strategy and, and uh, introducing new uh, policies and, and processes and technologies. And what we saw through that business is that very quickly, even though the vision was really commendable and we all believed that we could build a procurement function that was going to improve operational and financial efficiencies right from the get-go, we were very quickly already um, you know, inhibited by good decisions because data became increasingly more difficult to uh, access and, and maintain and connect across all these new systems that we were implementing. And that, um, you know, that, that, that became a monumental task and, and not giving the organization or the leadership this unified view of a supplier and not giving employees fast enough information to drive enabling fast, trusted decisions. And so this is what <clears throat> I spent nine years, you know, um, thinking about this problem. You know, we live our lives every day where we can, we can search and we can make decisions on the level of risk that we're willing to take based on the information we see online, but we can make really fast decisions and you go to work and there's a lot of friction with accessing information and not having the completeness of the information to drive good decisions fast enough. And so I want to solve that problem. Um, and it came down to really a data problem. If the organization, well, if the person doesn't have the access to the information, they need to go and find it. And that happens because the organization does not have good data. And that's often because, and this isn't just in rapidly scaling startups. I mean, this is in big corporates as well, that data is often siloed, especially if you've got big conglomerates that are working in, in sort of business units that don't really speak to each other. They're, 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 they not only probably have, probably have vendor duplication, but they're probably using five different vendors for the, for the same category or commodity. So, um, yeah, so I'm hearing a, a lot of different things in there and it's, uh, if I try and summarize then, so it's, it's kind of like you wanted to have centralization and aggregation of, of master data, but you also wanted to have that function, um, front and center that helped to champion things like minority businesses or SMEs that otherwise wouldn't get a fair crack of the whip at working with some larger companies. Well, it's getting 100% visibility in who you do business with and who you should do business with. You know, it's about putting eyes on procurement in a way that we couldn't do it before because information was just not readily available. So we had to focus on the percentage of spend that we could actually manage. Um, and the world is changing in a way that you can have access to all the information. And that includes, you know, your, your largest players, your duplication of vendors that 
you know, you could now unify into one supplier record. It includes uh, understanding where you have clusters of suppliers that do exactly the same thing. So you can drive category, category strategy around consolidation uh, versus categories where you're, you're maybe not tapping into <clears throat> a potential market to drive competitiveness or innovation. It's really, you know, having that kind of a visibility across the board um, that I think is really transformative. So, so you have this idea and you set up this platform and develop it and bring it out and bring it out onto the market. How do you then, how do you then grow that to be the established business that Tealbook has become? I mean, has it been more around concentrating on enrolling enough vendors and, and I believe you offer the vendor the, the opportunity to sign up for free or has it been more focused on the sales side of, of getting more and more people to see the benefit of using it and then sort of at the same time, you know, frantically getting vendors to come onto it as well. So as they have suppliers that they can see and source from and put tenders out to. So what, what um, differentiates us from any portal or marketplace that exists um, is that instead of relying on customers to give us data and relying on suppliers to come in and claim or, or fill in their information, uh, we proactively use big data. So we look at hundreds of millions of data sources and most traffic website and we've built through machine learning a way to extract that information and bring it into a universal supplier record that continuously get better over time. So the more data points we have on a company, on a supplier, the more insight it generates, the more validation you get from the information, the more you trust it. And so uh, we call that autonomous uh, supplier data enrichment technology. Um, and that replaces the antiquated way that uh, typically um, a company would go through, you know, SI to, for implementation to enrich, cleanse and enrich and populate the data, asking suppliers to come in and populate another portal, which they don't do because there's too many and there's no real value to them, uh, to then hiring third party to try to maintain the data and it's, it's continuous rinse and repeat. As with Tailbook, um, it's a, it's a, it's basically a product data as a product that you can add to your technology ecosystem. And then now you have a mechanism to um, make the information more complete over time and to automate how it gets uh, powered into all of your systems that you've already invested into and then future ones that inevitably you're going to buy. So, um, so that's the, the big difference and, and coming up with, you know, the puzzle, how could we do this without depending on humans? Cause humans are not, really reliable and how we could build this in a way that our customers didn't feel that we were getting more value from getting their data as opposed to them getting value by giving us their vendor master. And so we had to seed the data ourselves, And that happened uh, about just over three years ago when our CTO, Jeff Peddle joined his background was machine learning, two masters in computer sciences at university of Toronto uh, which is really, you know, I don't know if you know, but Toronto is a, 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 the pool of talent and it's it's uh, the capital for AI. Uh, he had worked at Google uh, prior. He had worked 10 years at Ariba when they're building the supplier network and catalogs. And before that was at IBM. So he had the large enterprise, the uh, procurement background, the, uh, you know, the the love for big data and how you make big data 
uh, useful, the usability piece of it, the search engine, the machine learning. So it was sort of a bit of a, you know, there's a lot of magic that happens when you build a company, but my vision was that we were going to build this, 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 this data foundation uh, in a, an autonomous way. And so when Jeff joined, he built the data scientist team and we built the technology machine learning native and, and built it on Google so we could all, already right away start pulling data from websites uh, and then built algorithms that allowed us to look at 300 different dimensions of what made a supplier similar or not to one another. And so one is, you know, how many suppliers can we find? How many of those are relevant to any uh, enterprise? Uh, and then finding how many of those suppliers are relevant to each other. And then the completeness of that data is what we're really focused on. So it sounds like that was really a, a pivotal moment, moment when Jeff came on board because that, that's really sort of added a complete new dimension to, to, to what you're doing now. So um, if, we, if we look at the three different pillars of what Tealbook does, so it's the enrichment of data and knowing your supply base and then finding and qualifying suppliers and then also the facilitation of finding suppliers for, you know, the various corporate diversity or minority quotas that most big enterprises um, are active in pushing for these days. So, I mean, I can see how these kind of all sort of mesh together in giving, you know, the bigger picture in terms of having the supply base there, having having the ratings of the suppliers and the comments on the supply base from the stakeholders that the that the platform allows. The way I've interpreted it, it looks like something of a cross between Trustpilot, uh, Trustpilot Alibaba and LinkedIn. <laughs> Is that? Um... So let me take a step back because um, the the what you read on our website and we're in the process of updating sort of our Tealbook 2.0 uh, messaging, which is a good, you know, it's a good, good um, validation that we need to accelerate this. <laughs> because when you have good data, the use cases become endless, you know? And so when you're, when you're building a solution that makes the data better, suddenly it reduces processes, right? It starts um, accelerating access to information in a way that we can, we can do before. And so the way that we, when we build the technology, <clears throat> the way we were selling Tailbook until last July was very much how you're talking, right? We have a platform that we can ingest your data, give it back to you in a way that is much more insightful. And we had built this interface that was beautiful and easy to use so that employees could access it in real time and use it to drive uh, compliance to some of the behaviors that procurement or the executive team wanted. And those were, you know, in use cases such as knowledge management, supplier discovery, and supplier diversity really came from one of our large Fortune 100 client um, that wanted to know if we, through machine learning, could improve the quality of their supplier diversity data. If we could find more diverse suppliers out of their existing vendor master that they may have not caught through their regular reporting process. And so as an, in that example, we used our bots to find sources of supplier diversity. And within 10 business days, we had identified 800,000 certificate, unified it back to 500,000 supplier profile, augmented with capabilities, contact information, certification, location, et cetera. And we're able to help that client find 1,600 suppliers that were missed 
to their regular reporting, and that represented 20% improvement in their supplier diversity reporting. So then we started building supplier diversity uh, solution because we knew that we could automate that process instantly. And so we're very very, um, reactive to the use case and how we were going to build software to address them. But then you end up competing with supplier diversity portals and solutions that have been out to market for a long time. Supplier diversity, discovery, you start competing with, you know, um, the market intelligence uh, companies, even Google, right? Word of mouth uh, and knowledge management. You compete with Excel sheets, SharePoints, which debatably is not that hard, but it's still, you're still challenging <clears throat> what's, what's already existing. And if you're selling them by use cases, we couldn't get budgets that were big enough to justify us um, to build a sustainable business in a way that we could become the data market leader, which we wanted to be. And so what really transformed us is our our head of commercial strategy today, uh, Matt Palagdari, had been in a company that was one of the fastest growing procurement technology companies that ended up being acquired by Coupa and spent 10 months at Coupa watching what was happening and watching some of the friction and the failures that were happening with um, with implementation of S2P and P2P uh, software. And so that's when Matt reached out to me. He's like, I think, I, you know, if, I, if you're doing what I think you're doing and not what I'm reading on your website, it's a massive opportunity because a lot of the procurement teams have flocked through these cloud-based solutions with the promise of digitization and leading their digital transformation and solving their data problem. But in fact, software is software. Software is not data companies. And so they're running into a lot of challenges, either you know, having to delays and friction and implementation of the software, relying on suppliers to come and complete the information, which will never happen, uh, having to get IT resources to connect software to each other because you need a, the data to be mapped across IT then you have to make these commitments to software when you've decided that my master data lives in two or three systems, that you have to live with that, that investment. It's very difficult to replace. Uh, it causes a lot of friction. And so that's really what we did back in July is start testing with the analysts, the thought leaders, the CPOs that we knew to say, hey, you know, same technology. This is always what we've invested into. But instead of selling the software, um, what if we position Tailbook as the data foundation that powers this $20 billion procurement software market? And it was like a G-force from the market hearing that this was the, the solution to a massive data problem that was crippling the investment in procurement technologies. Because that's, uh, that, that's going to be the same problem with any digital transformation is that if you're trying to put a Ferrari engine in, into, a, into a Hyundai, you're, you're going to fail every time. And even with the best implementation team out there to actually do the implementation of the digital transformation and bring in that software and make it work, if your data is garbage, then you're going to get garbage out of it. I mean, I've seen that in, in my corporate career as well, just how, how bad data scuppers good decisions in procurement. So having something that sits in the cloud that can cleanse and do all of that and then help, you know, essentially give that data to the client that then needs to plug it into his new digital, the shiny digital software that they've, that they've procured. Yeah. I mean, I can absolutely as a practitioner see a massive benefit in doing that. Well, the analogy we often give is the, the 
our, our personal technologies. Like back a few years ago, if you lost your cell phone, you didn't just lose a device. You lost your contact information, your pictures, your videos, right? If you take notes. Um, and then remember, we had, used to have to email everybody, say, I've changed my phone. So please, you know, send me your contact information. Kind of still today, do if you're changing from iPhone to Android. I'd, yeah, I'd love to find true. a company that can do You could make a fortune doing this. There's, there's, I'm still yet to find one on the market that does it. But anyway, it's a completely different topic. <laughs> well, um, think of Tilbook as that company for procurement software. Right? <laughs> that's so, a great analogy, um, actually. It doesn't, yeah. matter, it doesn't matter which technology you're using. If your data is in the cloud and your data is... Um, is continuously validate itself, basically enrich itself, maintain itself, validated, and you can just plug it into a two-way integration. Well, n- now you can you can implement that software much faster. You're covering a hundred percent of your suppliers without relying on them coming into having to put their their data in. If they do, which they can, uh, it just further uh, validates. They come in with a pre-populated profile that's accurate. Uh, and for them, it's just to go and do certain tasks like validating a certificate if you need them to self-validate it. Uh, they can go and enrich their information if they want to add to uh, their data. But the customer is not waiting for the supplier to do it. You're able to now, uh, you don't need IT resources because now the integration happens right away. And you don't need to connect that system to other system. It's just connected to the cloud uh, platform that is connected to all your other systems so suddenly you have a way to um, distribute data the same record across all your technologies you've got a much more effective use of that technology because the data is accurate and it starts generating additional insight and you're not bound to your investment if you have an you know you're you're, you're always going to have a team saying i want the latest ai you know contract management system or this new sexy software for sourcing has come out and I want it. Now you don't have to, like you can actually have shorter term software agreements and you can replace it so that you always stay at the cutting edge of the technology that you're using. Uh, but your data stays constant. That, that really is the foundation of, you know, what your technology ecosystem will be. And it doesn't need to be all for new investment that actually can do it for your existing investment to, to maximize, um, you know, or capitalize on the information of those software. And not only does your data stay constant and independent, I guess the big advantage is it also stays up to date. It's not just a it's not just a one-time exercise that you're doing with the implementation of a digital transformation and then when the license runs out in three, five, ten years, you have to do the same thing all over again with what you have now. It's it's consistently updated in the background and it's completely independent of any ERP integration. And it gives you so much more perspective because you're not just looking at your data from your own and you know your own lens. The data has multiple dimensions that you can't see. You can't see other companies' proprietary data, but the aggregation of the record and having that same record connected to all system, regardless of the company or the system, um, ensures that what you have over time becomes increasingly more insightful, eventually quite predictive. So you're giving yourself a massive competitive advantage by having uh, that kind of um, add-on to your, your technology ecosystem. So with this new with this new sort of pivot or this new strategic direction that you're taking Tealbook in, 
are you looking to partner with some of the big software provider like the Coopers and the iValuers and Zykuses of the world? Or would you do that more at client level to get them to use Tealbook hand in hand with whichever digital solution they'd chosen through competitive tender, I guess? Yeah, it's a great question. So, um, well, the, the partnership with the larger um, SDP and P2P is is critical. And so um, one workday was an investor in Tailbook. They have no control. It was a pure investment, but they were really excited about what we were building. And this came from, you know, the product team with the lead of product that spent 17 years at Ariba and recognized that what we were doing was the future. And so they, they invested in our, our last round <clears throat> and we have an alliance agreement already in place with them. Um, we are in red lines with two other uh, S2P, P2P, some of the largest one, there's about six, right? That own about 97% of that software market. And then we're, we've built two-way integration for any additional digital solution that's, that a client would buy. And so those digital solution in our two-way integration has to come from the client. Um, but the larger ones, we're building um, the integration with those large software companies so that um, because it, it just requires a lot more thought around the use cases and the integration itself. Um, but, you know, right by the end of this year, we'll have probably four of the largest companies that will be integrated into. Now, it doesn't prevent a client that has one of the software we're not partnered with to not buy Tailbook and add it. it, it there's ways for us to do it. But um, once we have the alliances um, announced, then it becomes, you know, a really, really easy way for us to be tied into that deal because if they're going to sell the software now, the data piece does not have to be such a high variable on the SI, the system integrator. Right. It's now just an add-on to the implementation. And and one of the biggest areas of resistance, I guess, for companies to buy digital software is that they have concerns about their data quality not being good enough and not having the budget or the in-house expertise to to do what's needed to be done so i can see that on both both for you and for the and and for the seller of the software that to be a massive advantage and sort of win-win partnership it's kind of a it's kind of a match made, made in heaven when you look at it that way no i completely agree yeah so wow, that sounds it sounds like you have a, a really prosperous future mapped out in terms of all the latest developments and sort of strategic pivot that you've done recently and some of the alliances that you've built. So Stephanie, that was a really interesting interview from my side. If anyone's interested to learn more about your product, um, what's the best way for anyone to connect with you? So I think a couple of things. Uh, we're announcing this week that we are providing a free supplier report to any organization uh, that um, isn't is you know massively impacted by the crisis and so we've already have a flooded of requests um, from the market um, asking for these supplier reports so if they're if you're looking for any supplier we do have a link on our website that you can fill in is that is that mainly North American vendors, Stephanie, or do you <laughs> no, also have global. European and global as well? Yeah, it's global, and Forbes actually just covered it uh, this morning, and so um, we're we're really excited about that. And we're working with the Canadian government to get additional funding so we can extend this offer and scale it. Um, and we've already been contacted by a large organization, both private and public sector. So that's really exciting. Our team is so thrilled to be able to support. And we're sitting on, you know, a ton of valuable data that can support um, the crisis right now. So 
we're focused on that through our partners. Uh, one that's just launched it is the Hackett Group. Uh, other partners are following. We're talking to Workday about uh, offering this to their customers as well. Is a free access for a period of 30 days, so they can upload their vendor master and have full coverage of who they they do business with uh, already. And so that may uncover a lot of suppliers that they didn't know provide some goods and services that are impacted today. Um, so they can leverage those vendors first uh, that will expedite it because they don't have to go through the legal process and onboard them. And then they're going to be able to use uh, Tealbook directly to be able to find similar suppliers to their incumbents. A lot of the searches are not new suppliers for new uh, needs. It's really how can we uh, ensure that we're finding suppliers that have the capacity to replace who's been disrupted. And so our machine learning algorithms are incredibly powerful to find similar suppliers. Um, and so that free access has to be through our partnership because they're a bit more hands-on and how they're um, you know, activating those clients and supporting them, although we are supporting in the background. Uh, and companies have already taken um, that offer. And so that's for, for COVID and, and how we've been able to pivot very fast from having a very you know, conference-heavy marketing strategy this year to moving all digital and finding ways that we can support the crisis um, and procurement and supply chain teams that are massively impacted either both ways right some have to cut back costs really fast others are can't keep up with with the fast scale exactly yeah for some it's it's mitigation of supply chain risk for others it's just the need to cut costs now because their sales have suddenly fallen off a cliff so yeah it's pick pick your poison exactly Mm -hmm. and so uh, and then we're launching tomorrow uh eight week webinar series we have chris sashak from the hackett group Dr. Eloise Epstein from Kearney, uh, Walter Charles, who was the CPO at Allergan, who was previously at Biogen and uh, Kraft, Kellogg, J&J. We'll have Tim Harrod from Federated Co-op, who did massive transformation, uh, leading it with technology. Now he's leading his transformation with data at Federated Co-op. We'll have our own Matt Palladary talking about um, the technology and our positioning. Uh, Jeff will talk about uh, Jeff Bettle, our CTO, talks about the technology itself that um, uses this autonomous supplier data enrichment um, uh, technology. So that's that's coming up. It's every Wednesday starting tomorrow, and all of the sessions are recorded and downloadable. And so, at whatever time you know you would you would sign up, you'll be able to hear. Um, the previous uh, webinars and okay. then you can join live every Wednesday. That's important because yeah, just for the, just for anyone listening to this, I, I usually record these about three or four weeks ahead of when they go out. So what Stephanie said there is going to be by the time this is published in the past. So if they are downloadable and they're, they're on the Tealbook website, Stephanie, you're, yes, absolutely. There's a link and you can uh, just sign, sign up. Fantastic. Okay. Stephanie, thank you very much again for coming on the show. Huge amount of value and insights that you've given us. And if you're out there and thinking, oh, my data's rubbish, but I want to implement a digital transformation solution, now you've got your answer. Well, thank you so much, James, for the opportunity and good luck. (laughs) Thanks. So that was Stephanie from Tealbook with what sounds like a real game changer in terms of cleaning and validating your vendor data and the ability to discover 
new sources of supply that you otherwise wouldn't have known existed. Join me again next week on the ProcureTech podcast, where this time I'm going to be interviewing Susan Walsh, the classification guru. And Susan is also in the data space. And with Susan, the chat that we're going to be having is more around the fundamentals that you can be doing to clean your data before you go into your digital transformation journey. Finally, if you like what we're doing here at the ProcureTech podcast, then please do me a favor and share this episode or let your colleagues know what we're doing. The more people that we reach and the more listeners that we get, the faster that we will grow. Thank you again for listening. Take care and chat to you again next week. Cheers. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the ProcureTech podcast. If you like the show, then please subscribe or even better, why not write us a quick review on Apple Podcasts? It would not only really make my day, but it would also help our mission to enable procurement and finance leaders to become more data-driven through the power of digital transformation.